South Park premiered on August 13th, 1997 on Comedy Central. In honor of its 20-year anniversary, let's put 22 minutes on the clock. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study, episode number 56. My name is Chris Lantinen, and I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, the one, the only, it's Grimes. Welcome, Grimes. Sir, great to be back. Good to talk with you about one of my favorite shows of all time. Now, of course, I I liked our guest. I I like Garth. He's a close personal friend who was the guest on the last two episodes, but doesn't it feel good just to have me and you on the mics together, just having a heart-to-heart about a show that was made from construction paper? Yes, it feels right. (laughs) It feels very right to do this episode solo. I don't know why, but it just feels right. And, of course, this episode focuses on South Park and an episode titled... Cartman gets an anal probe. This is the description that IMDb offers up. It states that Cartman dreams about being abducted by aliens, and it turns out to have actually happened. And when the aliens take Kyle's brother, all of them must find a way to bring the aliens back and confront them. Created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, of course. Written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. A man named Dan Sterling is credited as an additional staff writer, and Brian Graydon gets a developed by credit, and we'll hear from him in an oral history coming up here. IMDb lists it as a $300,000 budget. I'm I'm curious as to where that money went after they bought the construction paper. I don't know what exactly they did after that. Um, It may... It may have something to do with the fact that it took 70 days to create. So maybe there was some lodging. Maybe, yeah. You know, something like that. Also, a nice little 4 by 3 boxy uh, aspect ratio I want to point out. And uh, one more thing before I'll pass it off to you. There was an unaired pilot. I always like to uh, throw it out there if there was an unaired pilot. And these are the differences, courtesy of the South Park Wiki Apparently, there is an additional scene on a playground. There is an additional scene in a nurse's office, probably having to do with Cartman's butthole <laughs> in some way. There is a scene showing Cartman's whole family, including his father and sister. Oh. Uh, yeah, at the end of the episode, I have some questions about Cartman's family, by the way. At the, end of, yeah. at the end of the episode, Kenny comes back to life, and uh, Cartman falls back down to earth so we'll get into the plot development but that is different and apparently at the end of the episode the aliens barbecue the cows which again we'll get to in the plot summary so a little bit of history from you obviously you have been a longtime fan i don't know if you've seen every episode if you've seen every episode twice i'm not sure as as to your level of fandom but i know you have some little bits of history that you want to talk about when it comes to this very first episode I do, yeah. Um, I think I have seen every episode at least once, some several times, some probably only once. Uh, The newer ones especially, just from Hulu, I've probably gone through. Um, This show made me cool for about six weeks (laughs) in my hometown because for a very brief period, 
the only way you could get Comedy Central was on Dish Network, and we like had the shitty Dish Network. Of course, we didn't have DirecTV. We got like the worst Dish. Mm-hmm. But we had Comedy Central, and the only other kid in my like circle of friends or my grade or whatever who had it was this super super rich kid, and like he wasn't just Greenville rich. He would have been rich like in any real place. Like they had an indoor pool and like a gym in his Shit, house son. and stuff. Yeah, so. People would come over, like the really rich, actually cool kids would go to his house and watch South Park, and then <laughs> everyone else would pile down to my crib, like Sudi and everyone. So, you know, it, it was pretty awesome having that exclusive VIP status to Comedy Central for like four weeks until everybody <laughs> got it. But before that, um, I only know this from listening to so many uh, comedy podcasts, but South Park had like a viral VHS that went around called Jesus versus Santa. Mm-hmm. And um, even before that, there was Jesus versus Frosty, which they, the Trey and Matt made in college. So these characters and concepts have been around since like uh, 92, mm-hmm. 1992, these guys started hanging out. So anyway, as far as the pilot goes and history, I mean, we could get into the plot, but... Um, yeah, let's wait on that. I do have some... I have some oral history. So the Hollywood Reporter did this great oral history, and I'd recommend just checking that out in full if you're a fan of the show. But I'll be giving you some cliff notes in particular to the pilot. So first notable thing, apparently George Clooney was a big fan. And uh, they said, before we even began working on the series, and this is Brian Graydon who got that development credit, the fact mm. that George Clooney had made hundreds of VHS copies of The Spirit there of Christmas go. and sent them out to all his friends was already the stuff of Hollywood history. When he did the voice of Sparky, Stan's gay dog, for episode four, he did the voice remotely. We never met him until he came by the studio to do a voice for the South Park movie. So apparently George Clooney, a very early, early fan, passing it around to other Hollywood bigwigs. Uh, But Graydon is this um, guy who's labeled as a junior executive at Fox during the mid-90s. And he was friends with Stone and Parker. And Stone and Parker had moved to L.A. after college, after they had made those small little shorts that kind of were passed around. And Graydon started also making VHS copies of that short. Uh, There was a remake of Jesus versus Frosty, um, quote, this time with Jesus battling Santa. So it was like a remake, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So he sent 35 tapes out to his friends who sent it out to their friends, who sent it out to their friends, et cetera, et cetera. So Graydon eventually leaves Fox to work at Comedy Central, I, Mm -hmm. I believe specifically because Comedy Central had made an offer on the characters and and to Parker and Stone. So he goes to Comedy Central to kind of shepherd along uh, South Park with his friends, basically. And so they go and they spend 60 to 70 days shooting this pilot in Colorado. Crazy, given that they now turn it around in a week. And Graydon said it was an, yeah, ar- yeah. It was an arduous process because every time there was a note from the network, that meant Trey and Matt had to cut out more construction paper and reanimate five minutes of video, which could take five days. Dang. And I believe this was the only one because you you had just sent me that YouTube video, but this was and I'll, I'll let you explain the how they they went from construction paper to digital right away, right? Yeah, they did, and they used the images. They took the images from the pilot after they used construction yeah. paper, and they just made like they just like I don't know made digital copies of them that they were able to then manipulate so they didn't have to redo it every time. So we're looking at a lot of the same. Uh, images from the pilot even in like new episodes 
which is pretty cool. They like they scanned it in basically and were able to use um, scan is the word I was looking for there. Yes, <laughs> Electron- how do you take a picture and then <laughs> put it in the Copy? computing machine? <laughs> Um, a little more background. Uh, Graydon said that eventually we got the pilot about the alien visitors done and went to the focus group. And he said it was the worst focus group I'd ever seen in my life. There were a lot of twos out of 10. And I remember three women crying because they said wow. children should never say these inappropriate things. And then Stone chimes in with, yeah, the women did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Graydon also said there wasn't any marketing for the August 1997 debut because it was a tiny channel. So they were thinking like 200,000 people would tune in and kind of hold that baseline. But the premiere had 889,000 and then it would reach up to 5.6 million as that season progressed. So, uh, I guess, I guess they like sorted out that or pieced together that, um, colleges were starting to get uh internet lines more so like that it was just kind of the big wave of college getting internet lines right yeah so it had gone viral in that way but they didn't really have any like comedy central had no idea why it was advancing in that way but it was i graden says it was because these colleges were getting these t1 internet lines and shit was just going crazy um let's see what else do i got i got a little bit about uh isaac hayes Obviously, he has passed on, but his son uh, was uh, was quoted in this interview, and he said that uh, it takes a little bit of a risk to jump into something as controversial as South Park coming from the years my dad grew up in. He was a very respectful guy and really didn't curse and never really put his brand in jeopardy like this. It really gave him a huge second act as an artist, and he was very thankful and proud of that. I guess he didn't want to do it, but his like pub, um, his manager and stuff wanted him to do it. And then they even talked to Les Claypool of Primus, who did the theme yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess it, like getting the theme song all completed was kind of a crazy thing. So the end credits of this pilot and beyond, that's actually the original take. But the network, Comedy Central, wanted it to be more peppy, I guess. Well, they did it. I believe that was the word. And apparently it was really hard to get Claypool to redo his vocals because Primus was on tour. The management didn't really care about South Park. So Claypool said, so they just sped it up and I redid my vocals. I believe I was playing Red Rocks in Morrison, Colorado. And they sent me one of their old high school chums up with a handheld tape recorder. And I just I just did my vocals into that, so I don't know if they ever actually re-recorded after that at some point, but wow. uh, that would be pretty funny if they're still using the Red Rocks uh, hand taped. <laughs> I wondered when I was watching this and and taking notes on the song, like how much money that Primus made just off of being the theme song of South Park. I, I bet don't you know. Could find- I, I'd be curious if their deal was like. If they didn't, if they made they like very paid little like 10 money, grand, and then that was it. You know? I know that'd be that'd be insane. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the plot. I'll let you handle the plot, and then we'll we'll kind of go piece by piece here because it's a pretty short pilot. So you know, once we get through the history, we can really just start diving into specifics. I think. Um. Yeah. I mean, so it starts off like so many episodes with the boys at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Are introduced to all the characters right away, uh, including Ike. The uh, I always like how um, he looks. All the Canadian characters look different; <laughs> like they have a different <laughs> head style than the American characters. <laughs> that always cracked me up. So wait, his little brother is Canadian? 
Yeah, Ike is adopted and he's Canadian. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's why he looks different. Okay. Um, and later there's an episode all about that, which is, of course, great. I mean, I there are some duds going through the episodes, but anyway, um, <clears throat> they're mostly good. So now, this one... They're doing their 21st season coming up, so they've done a season every single year since their existence. Right, it's insane. Crazy. And so Cartman starts talking about this dream he had, uh, and visitors came. <laughs> so he's very—he's uh, describing like an alien abduction. He thinks it was a dream, and uh, the other kids figure out that it was real. If I'm not mistaken, they go to school after a yes. school bus driver insane character is introduced, and she was <laughs> used a lot, like in the first couple seasons, and then not so much later. Yeah, but as they're driving away, they see Ike getting taken by the aliens by as aliens, well. And yes. that kind of sparks the... Basically, the plot is like, they're trying to convince Cartman that it really happened. It's real, yeah. In an effort to enlist his help to go save Ike. And so there are only so many places they ever go in episodes of South Park. It centers mostly around their home, their bus stop, their school, you know, or like someone's house. They're doing something indoors, I guess, because it's Colorado, it's freezing, playing into that maybe. Is it always snowy? That's that's one of the questions I had. Like, is that like the constant? Uh... Yes, they are always dressed for, okay. I mean, every now and then they'll cut to like a summer episode or a summer scene, but mostly, yes, they're always in parkas and hats and stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and so um, then they're at school. Cartman continues to feel like the after effects of being anally probed by visitors. Uh, so he has fiery, to talk to, fiery farts, a very juvenile um, right, depiction. Right. They, really, such. <laughs> they really played into kind of like the um, shock value stuff, I think, maybe because it was the pilot and they wanted to make a point, or maybe because it, it just was funny to them at the time. Who knows? But for being a pilot, it's not that different than most episodes. It, you could There are many episodes that they could have just dropped in at the beginning, I think. Mm -hmm. There's nothing so special about this one. Um it's, it's, not it's not serialized. It's like The Simpsons in that fashion, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's some arcs that are like a few episodes, but they never make it like, yeah, the characters never age. Well, they do go from third to fourth grade at one point. But okay. other than that, yeah, it's just whatever. Uh, you do get so many good characters here. Officer Barbrady, the rancher. Um, I meant Chef is there at school. Isaac Hayes, you talked about him. Mr. Garrison and Mr. Hat, and uh, choo, choo, choo. so from there, from there, from there, we just basically get the the plot to again try try to rescue Ike. We're introduced a little bit to Cartman's family, and what the ending is like. So obviously, the the aliens are the aliens are coming down, and like before, they had established that one of the cows is like turned inside out by an alien. And that's like one of the that's sure the, part, the ranch scene, yeah. Yeah, that chef, chef indicates that one of the uh, surefire signs of an invasion is like killing of cattle, <laughs> which I, I don't know <laughs> if that's no I don't know if that's canon or not in the alien community, but it's pretty funny. Uh, but like the, the aliens came to Earth, like they get Ike back, obviously, and like and Cartman is abducted again and ends up coming back at some point but like the, the the end the point is like they determine the cows are more intelligent than the humans right are they kind of like on a research mission yeah the aliens were looking for the smartest life form on earth okay. and they found it to be the cows 
Yes. And yes. some of them got killed and they were like, oh, we're sorry. That's Carl's fault. He's new. That was one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the episode. <laughs> yeah, like not a ton happens in here. It's just the trying no, to. No, it's kind of hard to describe the plot. That's why I was kind of like, yeah, and then this. But yeah. It's, Try, that's, them, that's, trying to, them trying to convince Cartman and them trying to rescue Ike. So I think what's going to be more interesting is the random observations here. And so yes. I, I have not watched a ton of South Park, obviously. My mom hated it, of course. My dad, my dad like kind of loved it. Because my dad likes, you know, dirty jokes and things like that, like most dads do. But because my mom hated it, we didn't, I didn't get to watch it a ton, you know. And yeah. uh, it also wasn't in syndication yet, you know. It's now in syndication. Right. You can catch it, you know, late night on like Fox or whatever. But before we had to like go to Comedy Central and I didn't have cable. I didn't even have a satellite or cable for a while. Yeah, so. I was up on that shit. Yeah, so, like, even the warning is something I've never taken the time to read. Like, the quote, this content oh, yeah, should, not, <laughs> should not be viewed by anybody. And, um, like, uh, we can get into it. We kind of talked about the title a little bit with the, the, with the uh, Claypool song. But, you know, jumping through the different seasons, the, the uh, title sequence changes a ton. And, yeah. like, the newest one is, like... 3d kind of like the 3d like when the simpsons entered the real world and that halloween episode type of vibe and it's extraordinarily off-putting like looking through hulu it gets i I like when i like it when it's more minimal i think like i really like i really like this pilot yeah i really like this pilot intro but then it seems to get more and more jam-packed and more experimental and i don't know it doesn't seem to match as much with the um the charm anymore I think at a certain point it was ironic to do that, but now they're post irony because they've just, it's just, I don't know. Now it seems like they're satirizing themselves kind of, if that makes sense. Like they made it so big to be like, look, we can make this big flashy intro. Isn't that funny? But then, yeah, they just do keep getting bigger and worse. It would be better if they just went back to basics at this point. Right. Um, One thing I noticed was, the shadows on the characters are like kind of like that um, dark, slightly transparent outline they put on the characters. It just kind of fascinated me just thinking about them constructing the characters and then thinking, actually th- taking the time to think about the shadow, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. The, the shadow on Chef is particularly crazy. It's like hanging off his head on a blue backdrop. Like you don't cast a shadow on the sky. But <laughs> I just like found myself obsessing over that detail. Like they were very, they, they weren't consistent with it just because it's probably really, really difficult. But just the fact that they tried to do a shadow made me laugh. And again, it, it almost felt like, the episode almost felt like it made, made, made me feel like I was wearing 3D glasses at times. And I don't know what that effect was, but it felt, it, it just looked a little off, I guess. And that's yeah, part of the Yeah, the layer of the construction charm. paper is weird. It just kind of like, again, it felt like I was watching 3D without putting the glasses on. And I don't know what exact, what combo that was, but it was very strange. And I think the shadows had something to do with that. Um, a, a lot of like big lines already in this episode, mm-hmm. like the "I'm not fat, I'm big boned." Like that's yep. something that they would use a lot, right? And that would be quoted a lot. A whole lot. So many catchphrases in here. You go to hell and you die. That's another one, right? 
yep, screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> oh my god, they killed Kenny, you bastards. Um, it's, it's crazy how much is in this first episode in terms of like... They introduce a lot of recurring stuff, yeah. In, ter- in terms of like their dial- their dialogue legacy, so much is is right away in this pilot. And, you know, I think actually the uh, the bus stop scene is quite the character introduction because, like, Cartman... He's very easy to establish. He's an asshole. You gotta make him curse, be a be a jerk, and that's Cartman, right? Right. Yeah. But I think they were they were correct to center the first story around Kyle, as he is. He seems to me to be like the moral center, the one that has some kind of some kind of sense of right and wrong, you know. Yes. And so him being the basis of this first episode makes sense because you're kind of. In the in the pilot, you kind of need to have like a a slight hero character, even though I'm sure he does t- tons of terrible things and he's not like the hero. But I think they were kind of tricking the audience into thinking like, yes, of course we have a hero character, of course we have a main person. Um, yes and no. I mean, there is it is hard to identify a main person now. I think it's become Cartman just because he is so ubiquitous and such uh-huh. a character. Mm. But Stan and Kyle mostly guide the adventures and are the moral center, whereas for the first couple years, at least, Kenny and Cartman were just kind of there to have good B stories and, like, be funny. Yeah. Stan, um, Stan seemed like the wet blanket of the group. Yeah, Stan is kind of the downer. There is an episode where he becomes goth. He gets depressed. <laughs> and so, yeah, that holds up. But Kyle uh, ends... Every episode where he's like, I've learned something today. So he is that moral center mm-hmm. of South yeah. Park. Uh, another kind of moment that I think we should highlight and something that I, a moment I thought I would identify as the core moment of this first episode is the kids, they're freaking out about aliens abducting Kyle's brother. It's on the bus. They're driving away. They're freaking out that Ike has been abducted. And then Stan rips this huge fart and they laugh and they bas- they basically forget about that trouble for a moment and then then there's a scene change i mean i can't think of a better way to describe south park fantastical premise interrupted by potty humor that's basically it right pretty much yeah that holds up there's a line on the board in mr hat's classroom that states i'm not positive but i think that kathy lee gifford is much older than she claims to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) I made sure to write that down. Do you think that they're wearing hats because they don't want to animate hair? That's a question I had for you. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think another thing is just like it's um, it's funny that they stay dressed in one outfit and it's not like shorts and a t-shirt like Bart Simpson. It's you know it identifies the characters. They they get so It's winter clothes in It's indoors. winter clothes all the time. <laughs> it's just their gimmick and I think it really works. Okay. There are occasionally the hats come off but usually not. Another question I have or another moment I think that is important to identify. So Stan does like a Charlie Brown smile at some point. What what did you make of that? Cuz that's that felt very un-South Parky to me. He does like that big, wide smile, and then Cartman interrupts him. Do you know the moment I'm talking about? You know, I don't. I was going to bring up Stan's vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go go off on Stan's vomiting, and I'll try to find that smile for you. For the first... Okay. I think you'll be interested. 
for the first season or two, it was a th- maybe it still goes on, to be honest, sometimes. But every time Stan would run into Wendy, he would puke because he would get so nervous because that's like his love interest. Right. So that's all. I was just going to bring that up. That is a, something it. that was introduced. In, yeah, that's it. That um, So that is like a that, – that would be a running thread, though. That was a running thread, yeah, so, for a while. Okay. I, I found the picture. It's like something where he has like hearts all around him. I'm going to mess Oh, up. yeah. Okay, yeah. They do occasionally do that, and then they also have that cutaway where um, when they get zapped with that thing or whatever, they sing that little song, I Love to Sing About the Moon and the Juna and the Spring. Uh, that was kind of like... Oh, oh, yes, where it's like kind of like a 1920s like yeah, lounge like, singer type of thing. Uh, I believe... So the AV Club did a re-review of this. Uh, I think we should jump to this review because it, it's important to what we're talking about, and it states... The other moments that stick out now are the ones that feel the least like the show we've come to know and love, such as the mock Peanuts image of Stan staring into the camera with a Goonie Moon face to show that he's smitten with Wendy, and especially the running gag about what happens to anyone who's hit with the alien's control beam. Their faces turned into Cupie dolls. I don't know how to pronounce that. Cupie, Cupie. With uh, rouge spots on their cheeks, and they perform I Love to Sing of the old Harold Ellen E.Y. Yip Harbor. Har- Harborg, Harborg number that lives on in the hearts of cartoon geeks because it inspired a Tex Avery cartoon of the same name. So there, there are these weird, um, and I, I think in the South Park universe, kind of random references to perhaps cartoons that inspired them. Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, I see the smile you're saying. Yeah, those things do happen less and less, and that is why they stick out. But yeah, they don't reference. I just, I don't think of South Park as like a show that's it's like um, referencing Tex Avery moments a ton. No, no, or, <laughs> or Peanuts or anything. Later, they do a couple episodes where they rip on, uh, well, not rip on necessarily, but they acknowledge like The Simpsons and Family Guy. Kind of like they've all acknowledged each other at this point. They did that first, I mm-hmm. think. I can't believe The Simpsons and Family Guy did a crossover. I still have not seen it. Have you seen it? I have seen it, and it's, um, you know, at the time, I remember being very excited, and it, it they did a good job of making it, like, not shock value, not too Family Guy or too Simpsons. I think they blended it well. The story just kind of, it was like, it was almost like a Judd Apatow movie. Like, I laughed until the end, but I'm like, this thing could have been 15 minutes shorter easily. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, let's see what else. Kenny dies at the 1210 mark. He's shot by an alien ship, run over by cows, run over by a car. Um, rats tear his head off. So uh, I did a question about this. I know that this was like a running thing. How long do they keep the Kenny killing joke running? Eventually. Like seasons and seasons? like through Seasons the and seasons, yeah. The movie, there's a huge part of the movie that's hilarious where they show what Kenny's heaven is like. And I do recommend the movie a lot. Not necessarily Team America, although I find that hilarious. But if you like, you know, even just to get into South Park, watching the movie would be okay. You'd have a little bit of a learning curve, of course. But, um, yeah, Kenny's death thing. Eventually he gets replaced by Butters for a couple seasons and then he Kenny comes back from the dead. But I like I said, the newer ones I haven't seen as many times. So again, we have another running joke that's established right away in the pilots. It's uh there's there's some random like celebrity insults that kind of make sense today. Like the Scott Bayo gave me pink eye thing. 
it's kind <laughs> yeah. of funny because Scott Bayo is like, you know, a huge, gigantic moron now and a Trump supporter. That's Bayo, right? He did like the speech at the RNC. That's him. Yeah. Okay. You know what's sad, though? I loved Bayo as Bob Loblaw. Great as Bob Loblaw. I had to make sure I pronounced it right. But yeah, he's he's beyond rescue now. Uh, and then um, the the David, David Caruso joke. I mean, he, Caruso has basically become a meme based on one highly, not highly prolific, but highly uh, profitable role in his career. So he probably had a pretty good, rich career, but he's now a meme. Yep. So that fits. Any other any other random notes? Anything that stood out to you that uh, um, made you no um, I... made you made your ears perk? The Cartman voice has changed a little bit over the years, and in the, I watching the pilot again and really paying attention, I prefer this old. It's like more gruff. I think it might have been when Trey Parker still did it all the time, and now he only does it sometimes, or maybe they're using like. They've just, you know, said everything, so maybe they can just, like, have the computer talk. for the, Maybe they have some kind of crazy tech. Because in that movie, Six Days to Air, on you can watch that on Hulu, and it shows their process of making an episode. I just wanted to bring that up, too, because that's really cool. And, like, it shows how Bill Hader worked on the show mm-hmm. um, and how all the voices were done. But I did notice some of those changed. And obviously the animation has changed a little bit, but not much. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about is how, uh, in that video I mentioned, I don't know if you want to link to it or not, it wasn't even that great, but um, or that I sent you, for how offensive people would think South Park is just because of like the toilet humor and stuff, it's really, there are many groups that support it, and I think that speaks to like how fair they are. Supposedly, they like don't try to take a super political stance either way, Um it's hard not to now when it's such a distinct difference between the sides, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was an interesting video. That like um, was it Tourette's syndrome? Like the yeah, as- they association, did a yeah, the association attached to that wrote something saying that the portrayal was pretty fair and factual, and that they weren't offended, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't think the show <laughs> seeks to offend. I think it uses offensive language to shed light on what's happening. And because they have a six-day turnaround, they can react so quickly to current events, unlike other shows like The Simpsons, who it seems like their guest voices are usually like two years late. Mm. Yeah, um, no, but at the that. time the Simpsons get to things, and I always was curious. I don't want to compare all the cartoons and get into that whole thing because we could talk for like an hour about that. But I always wonder, like with the Simpsons, especially because even Family Guy seems pretty fast. They deal with relatively current stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder what is it about the Simpsons because they're all such brilliant genius writers that they need like six months per episode, or like I wonder why they take so much longer. I don't know. I maybe Fox just gives them longer because they're a trillion dollar industry and they. <laughs> Do whatever they want that's probably part of it and they probably think that south park has done the modern day the weekly spoof so well that why would they even try you know yeah like they don't it doesn't yeah. like at this point they're like <clears throat> such a legacy show that i think the last thing they want to do is be seen as a copycat of, of somebody that came after you know i think that's, that's probably true but that's it's probably weighing on them they've all done jokes about how they've all beat each other to different things and i don't know i do like that because you have like 
It, it reminds me of the late night wars, except with these guys, there doesn't seem to be a war except for like who can win merchandise sales every year. <laughs> Speaking of merchandise sales, I did have one story. So again, I wasn't really allowed to watch South Park. So it became like this very cool, like forbidden fruit to me. And I remember buying a like, you know, I think it's a lanyard that you like put your keys on, right? And you can put it on your neck. I remember buying a South Park lanyard that says something like you killed Kenny. um, Oh, man. On it. So I had a land. I had a South Park lanyard, even though I wasn't allowed to watch it. That's how I mean, it was it was like the cool forbidden fruit, I think, for a lot of kids. That, yeah, you know, it was just some more edgy late. Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons yeah. was like the late 80s. This was the late 90s. Culture was way different. This very much seemed like the adult Simpsons to me, like growing up. Like, this is what the adults watched and the kids watched The Simpsons. And that was before you realized The Simpsons had a lot to say as well. Um, but it was just because there's cursing. That's basically it. Cursing and the choppier anime, it just seems more, I don't know, DIY, whereas The Simpsons was yeah. like, yeah, it pretty was, mainstream by then. It was the state as to SNL, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good metaphor. Uh, let me see if I have any other random notes. Oh, there was a beer that Chef was drinking called Zoop, and I thought that that might be a Zima stand-in, and I would, I would like it if it was, so I'm just going to imagine that it is. Uh, Cartman's delivery of... Yeah, I want some cheesy poofs. Is just yeah, yeah. Great, great delivery. It made me laugh. Uh, I love that the ending. They kind of solve it in a very Cap- Captain Kirk style fashion. So if you ever watch Star Trek, you know that Captain Kirk often talks his way out of things, and often outsmarts his competitors. But a lot of it's like talking your way out of like a, some kind of a scenario of danger. And right. uh, a recent movie that did it really well was like The World's End. Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost kind of take that in a uh, nastier direction. And that's kind of what South Park does here is they take that kind of Captain Kirk uh, style, talk your way out of a situation, and they just basically curse through the whole thing. <laughs> um, but it, it just made me smile that they kind of took that conclusion instead of like some kind of action-based you know, type of conclusion. Um, oh, the end has that weird airline tag to it. And I guess it was like, <coughs> I guess it was like a real airline tag called Braniff Airlines, which is like a defunct airline from the 60s and 70s. And they came back in the 90s. And I think it was one of the commercials from their return in the 90s that they were using at the end of episodes. Huh. And like putting, so I, from what I understand, the jingle that plays is from Cannibal the Musical. And then um, it's like that commercial from that airline. <laughs> yeah, if you watch all the way to the end. Dang, I don't know. I'll have to really look at that. Next. I'm sure I've seen it a million times. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Because I have. just let it play through on Hulu it's or just, whatever. It's an airplane, but they make it really yeah. small in the corner. So you have to click on it so that it pops back up. But yeah, it's some like weird airline commercial. Uh-huh. I love the end, like... Um, whatever cards they're called like um chuck Lorre does them for all those cbs like oh, shitty are they, are they called vanity cards vanity cards yeah and he like writes them and he has a whole website where they're all yeah. there and some of them are actually pretty funny but um especially like when he was going through that stuff with sheen but i always <laughs> like watching shows where they take like louie has that pig newton one that's pretty memorable mm-hmm. um you know they all have them but I'm like, yeah, you get a show, you get to make a little vanity card. That's all it is, is like your name on a, it's like a business card for your little TV show, but yeah, 
I dig it, so that's cool that you noticed that. That's funny. Yeah, you'll have to check that out. One last thing, um, a review from The Hollywood Reporter that they ran in the in when it came out, but they reran it in 2015, and it's just excellent. It reads, Though the title makes South Park sound like a frothy soap, this new series from Comedy Central is anything but. It's dismissible uh, juvenilia, a collection of poorly paced, lowest common denominator setups that are not even sophomorically funny or goofy. Rendered wow. in the wanting style of a cheesy early 1960s cartoon, South Park is a witless offering that wants to score as it seeks to be pointless or pointedly outrageous and aggressively offensive but clocks in as merely dumb. <laughs> wow. Well, somebody, the market has spoken and created a couple of billionaires off of it, so... And Miles Beller is forever wrong, unfortunately. Miles Beller, you eat your words, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, love that, I love that they re-ran it, though. So many other places would probably bury that, but that's pretty funny that they re-ran that. Yeah, I mean, you never know. It's just like that famous thing where Spin Magazine said, like, uh, Teenage Fan Club was the next big thing the same year that, like, Nirvana came out. So. Yeah, no. Uh, one, actually, one, one more thing. The ending kind of reminded me of Charlie Brown 2, where they have kind of that... I don't know if it's right at the ending, but it's like a black silhouette. Um, it's like, yeah, I think I think it's an ending silhouette, but it's like this black silhouette near the end where like two characters. It might be, um, it might be Stan and the girl. Wendy. Are, uh... Yes, I, I believe I believe um, it's them, like kind of like just standing near each other. But I'll have to I'll include a screenshot with the uh, with the episode post. So I think that's. Something worth uh, noting from the episode as well. So, plugs, Grimes. Hit us. Plugs, Grimes, John, on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see a lot of pictures of my dog and the junk food I eat. <laughs> we, we always want to see that. <laughs> and that is uh, all. <laughs> uh, at Chris Lantine, C-H-R-I-S-L-A-N-T-I-N-E-N, or at Pilot Study Pod. I've been watching a lot of stuff, making some comments, so check that out. Also... We are switching to a new hosting service. Uh, mm. I think it's going to greatly assist in presentation. If you have any issues with the actual episodes, please let us know uh, so that we can look into it and see what's going on. And as always, let's leave a preview for next week's episode. We got another good one. Thank you, Grimes, for joining me today. And thank you to all the listeners. And again, let us know if anything's off with that new hosting, and we'll make sure to hook you up with a with a very, very quick fix because we appreciate all your support and all your listens. And uh, we look forward to, com- to uh, continuing Season 3 and hitting on some more good shows. Season 3. Let's do it. See ya. <laughs> Arthur? Oh, Dot, hey. Uh, I didn't think you'd pick up. I, th- I thought you were on your shift. I am. What's going on? Yeah, right. No, um, I just, uh, I want to uh, say thank you. You know, just uh, thanks. You've helped me a lot. More than a lot. Um, in the last couple of years, you know, since my last thing. You know, you're, you're a good sister. Okay, now you're scaring me. Yes, you know, I know it sounds weird. You're not having thoughts, are you? I mean, nothing obsessive. What? No, 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 I'm good. That's uh, that's why I'm calling, because I'm good. I'm doing really well, and I owe you for that. Okay. You know, and just... Just thanks. 
in general. Okay, um, I gotta go. Somebody new is bleeding. Hey, Arthur. Keep it real, okay? Yeah, And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Oh. Bummer.